Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 98.1. I, I got up this morning. It was like, oh, it snowed? I, I didn't even have a snow brush in my car, man. RV sleeping under a rock. There was like a snow squall advisory through all of Sunday. Was... And he comes in late to the show today. He's like, what's going on? Whoa, whoa, why is there snow? I was too busy watching the uh, season two premiere of The Mandalorian, Blair. Well, RV, if you had been to BlackburnNewsLondon.com, you'd know that there was a good... Uh... Storm on the way. <laughs> I, I would just say this Mandalorian season two. It was that good. I would have known about the weather forecast if you didn't tell me to turn off my push notifications after watching the social dilemma. <laughs> A little Halloween hangover this morning. And uh, RV was the creepy guy scaring the kids. <laughs> well, you know, on Friday for our Blair and RV annual Halloween special, we... We had a surprise, so our wives picked us up Halloween costumes. We didn't know what we were going to be until we opened the package live on air. You were you were the classic, uh, what, Bozo the Clown. I was. And if you look at her 98.1 Facebook page, I was wearing the costume, and it looked all right. Oh, it looked good, man, for your part. Saturday night, once the sun went down, I decided to up my costume a little bit. Take a look at this. I added the face paint. Oh, so yeah, and you went, uh, you went Joaquin Phoenix-style face paint. People were commenting saying that my look on Friday, so I added, or on Saturday, looked like something out of like a Rob Zombie horror movie. Totally does. So I had like the kind of messy face paint on, the clown face paint. I had the red wig, the pointy hat on, the full on get up. And even my kids were scared of me. They're like, Daddy, take off the face paint. I'm like, ah, well, later. <laughs> Anyways, we're, we're walking down the street. We're trick or treating in Hyde Park. And uh, Megan's with Desmond and Bowie. And I see these kids coming that look like they were, I would say, maybe like 11, 12, 13. Oh, you're that dad, are you? I'm that dad. (laughs) See these kids coming a mile away. So it's dark out. And I tell Megan, all right, you get up there with the kids just a little bit. I got an idea. So she gets up there a couple houses, and it's just me alone on the sidewalk. And I'm walking kind of like... I don't know how you describe it. I'm kind of like walking with like a like a weird kind of psycho limp. You got a little gate in your step. So as I'm approaching this group of... I love that you're full on character. Teenagers. They came close to me and then they kind of like made eye contact with me and you could see them whisper to each other like, oh, that guy's creepy. As soon as I got right up close to them, <laughs> they were just so quiet. I went... <laughs> And they just started sprinting down the street. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my Halloween has been made. It was great. You went full Joaquin. That, that <laughs> laugh, by the way, is pretty much spot on. I catch up to uh, my wife and kids and Desmond, who's uh, dressed up as Spider-Man and Bowie as Chase from Paw Patrol. They're like trembling. I'm like, Daddy promises to never do that again, guys. <laughs> so, you know what? Halloween 2020 may have been a little bit different, but the scares are all the same. I love like the biggest concern going into Saturday night was uh, was the spread of COVID-19. <laughs> but the biggest thing that people should be afraid of is RV and in clown makeup. <laughs> Can we get that laugh one more time? Oh, I got a permit. <laughs> Prime time with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. Nobody could believe when I did it in 1962, I think the first one was, Dr. No, that it could ever possibly be shot today and they'll probably go on originally Cary Grant was asked to do it and he said yes I'll do one but I won't do two I won't do a series so then they got a hold of James Mason and James said he'd do two but he wouldn't do three 
So they decided they'd have to go with an unknown. And there were five people who were tested. And Sean's was far away the best test. He took me on a trip to get our clothes and everything. And it was an eye-opener. The budget on the clothes was astronomical in relation to the film. But he was right, Terence, because there was a look about it. And we had shoes handmade at lobs and no cufflinks, special fold-back button. And I used the Windsor knot. That was Sean Connery in his own words. Uh, about the role that he played so famously and not just arguably the best, the best James Bond of all time passed away at the age of 90 over the weekend. And uh, believe it or not, the guy has ties to, of all places in the world, Port Stanley. Can you believe this? There was a story uh, that went out over the weekend done by our friends over at the London Free Press. There's a, a Londoner. His name is Chris Goodwin. Chris apparently met Sean Connery in the early 90s when when Sean and Chris were paired up over at Red Tail Golf Course near uh, Port Stanley. Yeah, and uh, played regular amount of rounds uh, over the ensuing decades. Yeah, they uh, apparently became very good friends, and Chris actually stayed in contact with Sean's wife right up until his death. Like, he knew he was unwell, and it's it's a crazy story. You, you hear rumors that in the 90s over at Red Tail of Sean Connery golfing with Michael Jordan and numerous celebrities at that golf course, and it's just insane to think that Sean Connery, who is this worldwide James Bond legend, had such a connection to this area. I know it's my my folks had a uh, had a restaurant in Port Stanley for uh, for about a decade. I had never uh, heard about like the accompanying celebrities, so to speak, but that he was in and out, not with like great regularity, but it wasn't uncommon to hear that Sean Connery uh, was down near Little Beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, playing around a golf at Red Tail. Like, it's just insane to think. Hitting up Mackey's for a cup of orange, oh, yeah, eh? that's right. <laughs> oh. There's Sean Connery dipping his fries in that famous gravy. <laughs> do you think he said shaken, not stirred, when he asked for that orange, aid? Hey, uh, Connery, where do you want to play golf? Tail. Red Tail. Primetime with Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 98.1. When this is all over, I'm coming out to party with you two. Yeah! Because you guys seem like a lot of fun. (laughs) We would love to have you, Doug Ford. That's for sure. We would love it. That was Premier uh, Doug Ford who joined the show on Friday for our annual uh, Halloween special. And uh, he, Doug Ford, it was just like a day after that conversation, he tweeted out, we're engaging with the OHL Hockey League to create safe return to play plan, which will need to be approved by health experts. To date, no decisions have been made, but I would like to see the OHL return as normal as possible with body checking. It's got to come back with body checking. You can't take body checking out of the Ontario Hockey League. I realize we're living in the times of COVID, but... This is a bad idea, and Doug Ford seems to understand that. Yeah, it's, you know, the pace of the game. You know, this isn't like Timbits on a, on a Saturday morning, with all due respect. <laughs> it, yeah, I like, there's, there, it's, it's fast, is what I'm saying. And when you, you know, when you have 200-pound bodies floating around the ice at that speed, you know, obviously fighting is different than checking. Yeah. You can't control sometimes when you're both going to get the puck towards the boards that there's going to be no contact. Like, it's literally almost impossible to police that. It's a developmental league, too. So these players that are playing are trying to earn a spot as an NHL draft pick. You can't go around and, you know, like dancing around and not avoiding body contact. And it it doesn't make any sense. And uh, Doug Ford says he wants the OHL to return in February with body checking. But as of right now, um, 
the Minister of Sports and Tourism, Lisa McLeod. Yeah, she's saying that it's it's not going to happen, but hopefully. Well, you mentioned you mentioned two London Knights. Uh, they're off to uh, Team Canada camp for the the World Juniors, and there hasn't been anything in the World Juniors that said there's going to be no 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 checking. Well, that yeah, that that's it. Uh, it seems like it's going forward as per usual, the World Juniors, which will kick off on Christmas so, Day. Uh, Connor McMichael and Brett Brochu, nice of your your Londonites. Both those guys got a great shot at making the team. By the way, Brett Brochu, he just he dominated last year, oh, and yeah. McMichael's been turning heads. So uh, it looks like we're not going to get any hockey at all. Like you got to think NHL is probably starting up after the new year. OHL not till February. This World Junior Tournament this year, which will include body checking, going to be absolutely huge. And you have to think, uh, you know, if the World Juniors would be set, uh, you know, used as a precedent. Then the OHL would just follow suit. And if Doug Ford has his way, you'll see body checking at Budweiser Gardens. Fingers crossed when the London Knights are back on the ice here at Budweiser Gardens in February, they're allowed to throw their weight around a little bit. Primetime with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. And a candy hangover, RV. I had enough of that over the weekend. How about you? <laughs> I don't know if it's ever going to end. No, no, no end in sight. The kids collected that much. Was it busy up in Lucan for trick or treaters? I'll say this: I can't speak obviously for uh, for the whole town, but in our neighborhood, you wouldn't have known the difference, pandemic or not. That's crazy that, that anything was going on. Other than uh, there was obvious, you know, safety protocols or measures yeah. that were in place by the houses that were participating, which in our neighborhood were pretty much all of them, and people had, you know, like the. The table at the end of the driveway, tongs, uh, separated treat bags that nice. kids would just touch individually as opposed to the whole bowl. No one was coming face to face, all that stuff. But it was it was busy. Did you guys end up uh, giving out candy, or did you both take out the kids? We both took out the kids, and uh, would like for our part on the on the safety measures front, we just kind of left the bowls out. Uh, with a set of tongs and uh, just let the kids uh, pick away at it. That's awesome. Oh, that's good to like. It was completely different here in London, out in uh, the Hyde Park area. Yeah, was, you were saying it was. Because uh, you, you said this morning when you got in that it was like one in fifty houses yeah. that participated. About one in fifty houses was wow. taking part in Halloween, and as I mentioned to you earlier, uh, they were either taking part like they were all in or they weren't on board at all. So houses that were decorated were giving out candy. And, you know, most of the houses had their lights off, decided not to take part. But you know what? We went to a couple houses. Uh, the people that were handing out candy were doing a great job finding inventive ways to give out the candy at a social distance. Uh, we did the same thing as you, though. And I'm always skeptical about leaving out a bowl of candy. Oh, you don't, you don't trust the kids. I don't trust the kids. But this year, we wanted to take the kids out, Megan and I. So we, we followed the advice of uh, Dr. Chris Mackey, the Middlesex London Health Unit. And I went out and bought uh, some of those Halloween-themed disposable cups. Yep. We put some candies in the cups, put them on a tray, and we set up a table in our driveway with did, a pumpkin. Did one kid take all the cups? So here, when we got back, we got back from our night around like 8.30, and as we pulled in the driveway, Megan's like, did anybody take any candy? And upon further inspection, the whole tray was there. Not one. Really? So we go inside and, you know, get the kids undressed. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out and, you know, open up the garage door and bring everything in. And so as I'm doing that, as the garage door is raising, I see two kids dressed in skeleton costumes that literally emptied the entire tray into their bag and ran off. No way. I swear it happened. So we had all the candy. Next second, we had none of the candy. Oh, well, if anything, they saved you the effort and work of having to bring it all in. <laughs> Until they looked in their bag and realized that RV procrastinated and went out to buy candy on Saturday. Everything was sold out and all they had was rockets. 
<laughs> so <laughs> screw, good luck chewing on those. Screw those kids. <laughs> Prime time with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1.